Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouch, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouch Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouch. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouch Ministries podcast. You will stand strong spiritually in your soul and in your body. You will stand strong. You will be alert. You will be healthy. You will be energized. You will be filled. You will run and not be weary. You will walk and not faint. You will be a biblical, supernatural, end time, miracle worker for the glory and the honor of God. You can't help but grow to represent what you planted into. You can't help but grow and bear the same fruit of that which is flowing through the nature of your branches and your spiritual makeup. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. So I just wanted to tell you I'm not preaching. You, You may be seated. You know I'm not preaching You know I'm not preaching, right? I'm just talking to you. All right, let me let me um, talk to you a little bit about the power of that seed. <clears throat> when the Lord put His Word in our heart, and we talked about this, and we teach on this more, more um, in concentrated form in first century faith and and and, and very upper level impartation in in FCD. Uh, of course, how many of you here are International Miracle Institute, your IMI, shout yes. yes. And if you're not in IMI, it's, it's the foundational uh, 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 spiritual truth you need to fulfill what God has called you to fulfill. But we teach on this, and when the Lord gives us the new birth. We accept him and we become his children. He comes into our heart. Now we find out that he's not only in our heart, but we also have him in our mouth continually so that we know how to make our way prosperous. We're not carrying a message. We're housing the messenger. We're not simply talking about an absent person. We're acknowledging the presence of the living one. 
He's, 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 if I preach any better, I'm going to be caught up to the Lord. <laughs> and, and, and so because of that, this um, speech, this song, this hymn, this spiritual song, this time of meditation or reflection that we could spend. Amen? Um, all, and we do. With thinking about the, the word of God and all that. <clears throat> allows us to yield parts of our makeup to the truth. Because, in other words, if, if my mind needs to change... It's only because presently it's wrong. (laughs) Or presently it's ripe for elevation. Does that make sense? I've been qualified by God through Christ to change. Isn't that the truth? I can't change my thoughts to become his thoughts. He already told me. Now I'm using me, but I'm talking about you. You. Your thoughts are not his thoughts. Your ways are not his ways. As far as heaven is from the earth, so are his ways from your ways. But then he said, let forsake your ways. And and leave your thoughts. Now, now I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something in you. Then I'm going to start working. In, and whatever you yield to me, I'll infuse with empowerment. To whom much is given. I'm going to give you much. As a matter of fact, I'm ready to give you much. So, I, I, I don't even want to use the term. We, we got to stop being pack rat Christians. Pack rat Christians. That's when, when you got junk that, that, that should be thrown out and it's just there and you haven't had the time to throw it out. Hey, how many of you like my ministry now? When you come around here, I clean up your stuff. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know what I'm talking about. In other words, in other words, there's, there's stuff taking room. And it's got nothing to do with where you presently lived. You've already moved out of where you were. You've already moved somewhere else. You just took it with you because you didn't know what to. And now it's taking up space. And all God wants is he said, give me space. Make room. Let go and let God. Somebody shout hallelujah. I'm not preaching. I'm just talking to you. And so what happens is we yield, we yield to the Lord and through this, through uh, expressing that he lives in us, through expressing his lordship in our life. So yes, there's certain things that are real, but they're temporary. And and the real real is eternal. So God will give you much. And here's the much. He said, you will look not at the things which are seen. Why? 
He's given you much. He's given you the ability to look at the things which are not seen and acknowledge that you're going to make room for those things. Get the junk out of the way so God can fill the house with everything that he needs to fill the house with. You see, you see how good that is? For the things which are seen are temporary. The things which are not seen are eternal. He is talking about everything that is not purchased by Christ for eternity. One thing I have to know and I must be faithful to teach you. Is that he's not talking about your body. It's been purchased. And and whether the Lord. uh, If the Lord comes today. Or tomorrow. This body glory to God. Will go from woo to ha. Put on immortality. Amen. It's been bought. It's not temporary. It's not temporary. And and, 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 and if, if, if it is the body. Of, of the the early church, the disciples, first century people, the martyrs, the uh, persecuted church all over the world. We know that, that the body of Christ has seen um, both the ability to live long life with health as well as the opposition of the enemy to, uh, you know, a martyr and to kill believers. That body is not temporary. Yes. I have to stop here and take a moment to explain. Are you listening to me? Your body is not temporary. If it is, then Jesus didn't pay for it. But if he paid for it, he never pays and then loses what he paid for. So now you now the next thing you know, you're carrying in your spirit in your physicality, in your soul. In your, in your arenas that no psychologist, psychiatrist, medical doctor, or anybody might be able to um, see on an x-ray. Yes. They might not be able to know what in the world is there. Because it is a dimension that humanity does not have the ability to cure. We never knew what to do for man till the man Christ Jesus came and did it. Thank you very much. And now you're carrying stuff in that in those parts of your life because you're a spiritual uh, child of God and you have been in a world and you've been in a, in a faith, right? And in that faith, you're fighting or battling spiritual warfare it's invisible to you and so you don't know what those things are you can't extrace them you can't know what they are you you don't even know how to pray about them so thank god he's giving you say amen but they hook on to your physicality especially when we live in maybe an analytic area, you live analytically, you, you, li- you live in numbers, you live in, in, in computers, you live in, 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 um, in construction, you live in real things. How many understand what I'm talking about? Then certain things subconsciously latch themselves to your physicality. Now I'm not talking about 
phantom symptoms. You know what I mean? Then you come into the presence of the Lord and he says, I give you much. You come into this word, he said, I give you much. And this much that is given, much is required of it, but the required is far less than the given. So now here's what I want you to do. God said, look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. The things which are not seen are eternal. Well, what is not seen? What is not seen sometimes in your physicality is the immediacy of the energization of God that will take away every previous phantom symptom and invisible symptom out of your life and you won't know why everything feels good and everything is different because you've been purchased with a price. You yielded your member to God. I had to say that because we're dealing with the salvation of the whole person. Does that make sense? We can't say, you know, well, we're only going to use this body, you know, temporarily. Well, then how, how long you got? Well, you know, Dr. Fush, nobody knows that. It's just like when your number comes up. Well, what is that, bingo? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Come on, child of God. God said... The number of your days you will fulfill. And then he described it. With long life will I satisfy him. And show him my salvation. And then he added to it. As your days are. So shall your strength be. My God will get a hold of the physicality. That you see. And change the experience of it. Through the power of his spirituality. That you do not see. Amen. It's hot in here. Amen. Things are going to change soon anyway. <clears throat> so did you catch what, 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 what I meant by that? How many already feel physically that the Lord ministered to you this week? Okay, now, James teaches us that our words impact the condition of our body. James said, uh, uh, the, the tongue, with the tongue, man defiles the body. So, he, 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 he's showing us that here's a creature that's got the river of God flowing through him and, uh, you know, for some reason or another, uh, wrong water came in. Wrong water is what is not the truth. Does that make sense? So, and, and, and so blessing and cursing or what? Goodness and, 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 and error should, should not spring out of the same place. And he said now, uh, he said, he said um, the, the words should be like a bit that directs the horse, it should be like a spiritual bit that directs the Christian. Are you listening to me? Does that make sense? Can you see how it's very unified in that? There's a unification between the warrior or the soldier and his... uh, 
purebred stead or steed. And, and there's not a broken spirit in the horse. There's not an abuse to the horse. Actually going into the battlefield, both are one. And, you're, and the enemy would like to knock out the rider by knocking out what they're riding on. Yeah. See, and, and, and what good is it to God or anybody else? If your ride is short-circuited because the transportation is robbed of longevity. Now, resurrection is not an issue. We're all going to be raised. But longevity in life gives us the ability to be a blessing to one another. And I need you around 20 years from now to pray for me. While I'm running all over the world and running back to tell you what happened. I mean, come on. And so he shows us, why am I saying this? Because what he's saying is, when you're pouring out of your words or your mouth, spirit and life, you're impacting the nature of what you're talking about. That's what I'm talking into today. I'm talking into your nature in Christ. Your nature in Christ. You are more than a conqueror. I'm talking about your nature. I'm talking about the fact that you've got more courage than you know what to do with. Because God has given you the gift of faith to live strongly and powerfully in your life. I'm not, I'm not teaching it. I, I, I'm just talking. I'm, Rev, I'm talking. You, 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 you can't do me like that. I'm, I'm just talking. And when, when, that, when that vessel came down from heaven to Peter, and it was a sheet of linen, and it was like a sheet of linen, the original Greek says, and it was from the four corners, was knitted together, housing everything in there that God the Holy Ghost would interpret to Peter as being the, the Gentiles of the world. And Peter said, no. No, that's common, that's unclean. I will not partake of any of that that's in that sheet. That is coming down from, he- it's coming down from heaven. Notice, notice your nature comes down from heaven. You get informed about who you really are by the Lord who brings down your nature from heaven. He brings it down from heaven to reveal to you that it's going back up to heaven. You're born of God, hallelujah. So And so so what happened is that Peter said no. See, he has already a preconceived um, determination, a conclusion uh, based upon obedience, right? That has to be changed how? Not by force, but by perception. Are you learning? Yes. So, so he, he has this conclusion. This is uncommon. This is unclean. It's based on obedience. Yeah. Yeah. But now Jesus had done something that qualified and is presenting 
what used to be common and unclean as a nature provided from above. And Peter out of obedience is still he's he's a pack rat. He get he get right off the top. You know you 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 know he knew the scripture. He's going no, never, never, never touch my lips. And the Lord, here's what the Lord said: Do not pollute what I have cleansed. In other words, I've changed the nature. Now talk right about it. I've changed the nature. Now talk right about it. And this happened how many times? Three times. And then after it, it, it ascended back up to heaven, the Lord tells us that Peter laid there meditating. Do you see what I mean? On what it meant. So here we see that he didn't change him by simply telling him, this is the way change. No, brought revelation, gave him time to uh, digest it spiritually. Does that make sense? Accept it from the Lord. And then begin to follow it. And then when that happens, real change happens. Child of God, it is never God's will for us to wait till we are in eternity to accept what Jesus has supplied for us to be a witness to those that are in the natural. What good is my eternal witness when my assignment is over? Do you understand? Of course it's valuable. How many are glad people slide in? Amen. Safe. Praise the Lord. Thank God. But but um, he he reveals to Peter that and, 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 and we see this new nature. And when that new nature is presented from um, from God to Peter, and Peter goes to Cornelius' household, he, he finds a man that is a devout man. A man that has been giving to God, a man that has um, been praying regularly and uh, loved uh, the uh, loved God, and so he just didn't know the the words of salvation. He lo- he loved God and had a good report of the Jews, so he loved Jehovah, right? So an angel comes to him, directs him to um, send for for Peter. He sends his his two people from his own family, and sends his soldier, one of his soldiers that was a believer, we heard, and that feared God also. And so when Peter gets there, he sees an entire group of Cornelius, his immediate family, and relatives, and his dear friends and close friends. Every single one of them were ready to look not at the things which are seen, and but the things which are not seen. And they said, go ahead. And, and Peter said, what do you want from me? And, 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 sa- and Cornelius said, hey, I, I, here's what happened to me. An angel came to me and told me to come and get you. And said that you will tell me the words that I need to hear. Now we've all gathered here to hear the words you have to say. And Peter couldn't even finish his sermon without the explosion taking place in that house. I don't think you'll be able to finish this year without an explosion taking place in your life. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And so the Holy Ghost fell on them, right? As on us in the beginning, the same corporate, the same orchestrated response without, without, without uh, um, uh, instigation or suggestion. They didn't know how to respond, right? They weren't pre-taught. They, they, he wasn't even talking about you're going to speak in other languages. He, he began to tell them about Jesus. You know Jesus. You heard the word about, that, about how he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. He began to declare the good news. And he got to the resurrection and got into what the Lord has supplied for his people. The Holy Spirit moved in. Evidently God had already recognized that they had received exoneration and changed their thought life. They had discarded everything they were packing that was a preconceived idea about who humanity is called to be and they were ready to be filled with the infusion and the empowerment of Almighty God. And they all Man, I feel so... Did I tell you I feel good? Did I tell you I feel good? You're finally... <laughs> and, and, and so... So Peter... Says, can any man forbid water that these should be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit as well as we did? And we found out he was talking to six people that he had brought with him that were believers from the circumcision. So they were the health ministry. And he was telling the health ministry, all right. Does any of you have a legitimate argument about why these people can't be baptized now? Or should you go carry the water and bring it so we can have us a Holy Ghost supernatural baptism initiating these people into official membership of the supernatural apostolic global church? Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. And, and now, could Peter... Heather, could Peter ha- have ever? Could Peter have? Could Peter have ever gone to Cornelius' house, walked into that house, and to talk, talk to those Gentiles about a about a salvation available to them, unless? His mind revelatorily was changed on that upper room where he was praying and where he fell into a trance. So not only does it change what I believe, it changes my ability to, to, to where to go and, 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 and what to say and how to bless. Does that make sense? Yes. 
and, and, and so this, this, is, this is where um, he comes and, he, and, and I'm not going to belabor this. But again, I got to go over that because the Lord took him out. That's some of my best teaching and I'm not teaching. I shouldn't say that, you know, I'm not teaching and then there's my best teaching. <laughs> he couldn't say that as long as he knew. Okay, this is common, this is unclean, this is polluted. I am obeying God out of Obedience. Does that mean he's he's in law? He's got he's got every and see error is like law. See the law is perfect, but humans are flawed, so we couldn't keep the law. It was given to us. We couldn't keep it. God said, "I never gave it to you for you to keep it. I gave it to you for you to know what you can't keep." Because all along I planned to come and keep it myself. And then sow myself so I can multiply myself. And then I will give you the ability to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. I'll give you the nature that is compatible with the word of God. I'll change you from the inside out. So he gave us the, he gave us the word and it was the standard and no one can keep the standard. But, but you know, obedience was better than sacrifice. So here is Peter, and he is obedient with reference to these things, and they're the very things that identificationally show the difference and the distinction between Jew and Gentile, right? They are given by God and his wisdom to separate his nation Israel from the contaminations that could come in through paganism and idolatry and, and, and all of the other things that have infiltrated the world. Now, nonetheless, there was sin in Israel and there was backsliding in Israel and all that, but God would answer the call of his children. He gave us in Israel the covenant. Can you say amen? And that covenant uh, that was given both to Abraham later on recorded in uh, by Moses was recorded and made available and the prophets would prophesy and we would have word with which we can please God and no one pleased him without what? Shout it out loud. No one pleased him but without faith. However, obedience was better than sacrifice. And there was obedience that was just because God said. And so this obedience that said because God said had, had Peter all of his life had grown up, you see what I mean? As well as his time of ministry, being trained under the ministry of the Lord. Come on. And brought him to a place of apostleship and baptism with the Holy Spirit, still with the mindset of a divisional theology that God gave just to preserve the individual until the time of empowerment so that the individual would no longer live in fear of contamination but the individual will carry the remedy hallelujah and the disinfectant of the gospel to the people of the world so one thing that are you learning anything 
Now I'm at that place where I don't know if I'm preaching, prophesying, or talking. It's a good place. And he knows he's different. He knows salvation has come. He knows the Lord had healed a Syrophoenician. He knows the Lord had ministered to a Samaritan. He knows the Lord stayed with the Samaritans several days. He knows that in the early chapters of the book of Acts, people were brought from all the cities round about, and regardless of their ethnic background, every single one of them was healed. Are you listening to me? So he knows deep within somehow that the Lord is the Messiah, the King of the universe, all of that. But he's yet so, there's some things he's still packing. He's still carrying. That he needed God to touch him and through meditation to change him from obedience that is simply based on it's better to obey to revelation. There, so that he can more fully obey God in his will. And this was what? Getting the gospel over to the Gentiles. By how? 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 Would you like to know how? Yes. All right, I'm going to tell you how. By not calling them dirty. Because you can't preach anybody up to a level you don't think they deserve in Christ. He, he had to get... He had, you can't preach what you don't have in here and here. So when the Lord said to him, do not pollute what I have cleansed, he was revealing to him that when you saw me shed my blood, recognize that it sprinkled the entirety of the human race that will call upon my name. I have supplied what is necessary to cleanse everyone that will accept me as their savior. So he... so. That's what he did. He got him to understand that in Christ, through Christ and the grace of God, the people of God are guiltless. They, they won't know it without a preacher. How, how are we going to believe on someone we have not heard of? How are we going to hear without a preacher? And how is a preacher going to help us if we are common? And unclean. See if the preacher's image of us. Is a sheet. Being brought out of hell. The sermon is going to be. Very different. My God. I, I feel the power of the Holy Ghost in here. And so it took, it took, it took, um, he, he's in prayer. 
he hungered, he would have eaten, he fell into a trance. We know he fell because God would say later, arise, Peter, kill and eat. And then the four corners of the earth, if you will, in the form of a sheet of linen, a vessel or an instrument of God, brings down all these different uh, types of four-footed beasts and animals and birds and all that. And in that, there is a multitude of truth. Does that make sense? God's really bringing that in order to bring an understanding about the common union or the uncommon union we have together as human beings with the Savior through the cross and resurrection. When he did that, he did it three times. He told them three times, do not pollute what I've cleansed, do not pollute what I've cleansed, do not pollute what I've cleansed. And then he laid there meditating on what God was revealing. God was talking about a nature. You listening to me? God is talking about a nature. And God is talking about a nature that's pure, isn't he? What I've cleansed. Isn't it a nature that's pure? And acceptable. See, we think eat, we think belly. That's just only to food. But receive is also spirit, isn't it? But, so if, but if the Lord wants us to understand something, and, and he gives us a visual of a spiritual something, and uh, then he, 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 he brings, brings down the spiritual something invisible for, in, 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 in a visible form. <laughs> so when he says, arise, Peter, what is the f- first word before eat? So what he's saying is, 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 is he's giving him the direction to do something with something physical. And then let it be a contribution to you. Eat. And he said, no. It's uncommon and clean. And, and I'm going to elaborate through obedience. I've never touched anything common or unclean. Do not call unclean what I've cleansed. Original language. Do not pollute what I have cleansed. Are you listening to me? Then, then guess what? When he meditates upon it and God reveals it to him and he goes to Cornelius' house, he begins to speak. And while he's preaching to people, the first thing he recognizes out of his words Boy, if I teach any better, I'm going to be caught up. Now, now I'm teaching. Now, have you been capturing all that talk then? I'll put it all together. It's a series. My God. I, hallelujah. Mashakatalaba. And, and, and so he's, he walks into the house. First of all, that is supposed to be an unclean house. Because unclean people live there. But that is if you put Jesus out of the equation. But since, hallelujah, sanctification and Calvary is a foregone conclusion. And the application of the remedy of God is available. Now wherever there is an invitation, the Lord is welcome. So he comes into a natural house. 
He sees natural people. He doesn't see a ghost or a spirit. He sees Cornelius. He sees people. Do you see what I mean? That he's going to receive as kosher. Huh? Now, do you catching that? So there is a physicality to bring a spirituality that will translate to a beneficial physicality. The physicality was a vision of something you could really eat, but you're forbidden. You could really benefit from, partake of, but you are forbidden. You can actually go through the process of preparing something good for you, but you're forbidden. That is the visual. Are you listening to me? The mindset is that no, no, that's far from me. But the Lord said, no, I have qualified that and changed its nature to be a sanctified nature. Hallelujah. Do not pollute with your mouth what I've cleansed with my work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop in a minute. Are you catching? So now you're talking about physicality, aren't you? Well, he's laying down thinking about what he, what does it mean? What does it mean? And the Lord, and the Lord tells him, there's three men here for you. Get up and go with them without any doubt. There, there's a trance. There's a vision. There's an audible voice three times. There's meditation upon what God has said. And then there still needs to be the voice of the Spirit saying, go with them without any doubt. So when he goes in, he doesn't see ghosts. He sees human beings. He walks in to share with human beings the good news of the gospel. Now he's going to share spiritual things. He doesn't know what's going to happen. Uh, uh, the, the, the extent of what's going to happen, does he? But he's going to share. While he's yet preaching, the Holy Ghost fell on them that heard. Never separating between their spirit, their soul, or them. Fell on them. And they all began to speak with other languages. Their tongue became sanctified and full of the language that is compatible with Almighty God. Their belly was filled with the rivers of living water. Their bodies were washed and received by the Lord who wrapped his own arms around them as vindication and validation that I've yanked them out of a place of bondage and and, and previous disqualification to a place of salvation and present sanctification. So physically brought spiritually through perception, spiritually brought faith and impartation that manifested what? Manifested physically. Peter's own argument. I won't go there because I taught it. If you're here today and you weren't here, just we, we told the story and read the scriptures three, four times. His entire argument doctrinally. First of the six. He said, can any of you forbid water? That these people would be baptized that have received the Holy Ghost? As well as we did? How did they know? 
They heard them speak with other tongues. Oh, so manifested physically what was received spiritually. So when he went back to Jerusalem, he, the, 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 those of the circumcision contended with him. Boy, Dr. Afush, you're doing real good. You preach the word. You're just preaching real good tonight. Whew. And they said to him, we heard that you went to Gentiles, went into their house. And what is the next verse? And you ate with them. My God, you didn't just speak in the house. And you understand biblically. How many of you understand biblically? Biblically, when you sit at a table, are you listening to me? If you sit at a table with a patriarch, if you sit, I guarantee you sit at the table with Abraham, his influence would be on that table. You sit at that table with David, his influence will be on that table. It will not be the enemy's influence over the believer. It will be the believer's influence over the enemy. But when you sit on the table or across the table with brothers or brethren, does that make sense? With family, then it is fellowship. And, 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 and the, in this breaking of bread, there is a, a union or a communion uh, and an agreement. Biblically, I'm talking about. Now, not just when we celebrate Holy Communion, but all, we, we sit down. And we don't down talk each other. We sit down and sharpen one another because we are called of God. We even, we even bless people that, you know, for all practical purposes, you know, you almost feel like you're lying. (laughs) But you're blessing them by faith. Like you hear yourself say that stuff, say, Lord, you better do it because I can't. Amen. But. Some of you are laughing because you know what I'm talking about. You heard, we heard that. And here's what he said. He said, and he told them the whole story. And he said, and these six, these six brothers went with me. Right? And here's what I saw. Here's what the voice said. And here's what I went. And here's what I did. And when I was preaching, the Holy Ghost fell and they began to speak and acted just like we did physically, audibly, in that house as we did in the upper room. And then everybody comforted themselves with the fact that God had received the Gentiles. Does that make sense? So if you go with me to Galatians... uh, Somebody threw me a towel up here big enough for a, a heavyweight fighter. My God, look at this thing. Praise the Lord. Bo, 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 Thank you, guys. Thank you. (laughs) 
say like, Whoever did this, I love you. I, I, this is good. I appreciate. I'm not making fun of you at all. Because somebody said, "Dasha, give him a towel." <laughs> this is big enough to wear if you get out of the shower. <laughs> this one right here. Amen. Are you, um, are you, um, are you getting anything out of this? So we're talking about a seed. We're talking about being sown or planted in a place. And we're talking about that place being, of course, God, his kingdom, his word. And then also specifically with a tribe, a, a word, a a prophecy, a, an assignment that God has revealed to us, we share in common, and that it is His, His good and His best for us. So, in that planting, the life of the nature that supplies the growth is given by God. He, He causes the increase, and then, of course, there's a watering, right? There's a planting, but the, there's a watering. And whatever else is, ne- is needed, you understand, for the growth of our life to be a tree of righteousness, is God that supplies that. But with that comes the nature or the life. Say the life. life. Now, the life of the branch, we are the branches. The life of the branch is the life of the vine. Christ is the vine. We're simply the branches. We cannot have a theology that rejects his life from living in this branch. I don't care what you think. You say, well, you know, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what, what battles. You don't know what. I, no, you. No, no, you. 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 You are in a supernatural, divine, heavenly linen sheet. And your nature is from above, not below. You're destined for eternity. A victory. So, so now if I cut off my connection with the branch, cause Christ and then in his body, the church, right? In his, in his New Testament ministry worldwide. And I have access to connection and I choose to separate from connection. How long will a branch last? It'll last a little while. Right? You'll still be able to recognize what kind of branch it is or what it looks like. But it won't take long before that branch can't live off of what was flowing into it. Because our relationship with God is, is a continuity. 
And so the life flowing in us and the divine nature flowing in us is not an option. It, it is mandatory. It's actually a privilege. I can't live without it. I can exist and suck oxygen and just be just as confused as as the next person, but who would want that kind of dilemma? And who would in the world grow to a place of such arrogance that we would become a dry branch and blame Almighty God for having put us in that situation? Why in the world would anyone dehydrate and die of thirst right next to a flowing river? It would make no sense at all. And, and, and so... We can't allow the enemy to lie to us and deprive us of the provision of the nature of the Lord flowing in the branch. Now, can I share with you two two things because this is first century uh, faith. Two things. And you're going to know this FCD founder shout yes. yes. When Jesus rose from the dead, the apostle Paul said he was, he sowed himself a natural body. And it was raised what? As say it. Spiritual body. Incorruptible is correct also. But the word I'm looking for, because he uses all of them. Uh, sown corruptible, raised incorruptible. Sown in weakness, uh, and, and in this, raised in honor. Or, and, but sown a natural body. Now here you see Christ Jesus, although he's ministering in perfection. For three and a half years. Take that perfection and through faith take your sins and mine. My God, I'm preaching the gospel. On his back, take the stripes of sickness and disease. In his life, take the condition of poverty. To go from the single leading apostle and prophet and leader of a nation to be rejected and even his own sheep are scattered are you listening to me? And, 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 and only him and God. And, and nobody really knows how to pray with him or stand with him in the prayer of agreement. And because no one, none of us is accept, expecting him to come back from the dead, let alone come back from the dead the way he did. We had never, my God. And so he took that perfection and when he nailed it to the tree, And he raised himself up or God raised him up on the third day. According to the scripture, he was raised a spiritual body. The same body, not a replaced body, but a, but a changed body. In other other words, dialed up to the eternal level of limitlessness that all of us have an appointment with if we believe in Christ there is a day when this mortal shall put on immortality and this corruptible shall put on incorruption beloved John said now are we the sons of God and it does not yet appear what we shall be but we know hallelujah and and so so when he was raised the spiritual body the first thing he told uh, uh, Mary, he said, don't touch me. Remember? Uh, Magdalene, don't touch me. I have not yet ascended. When he ascended to, to my God and your God, my, his father, and he sprinkled the mercy seat, declared before the, the holy of holies that humanity is clean. The price is paid. And then he shows up again. Now he says, handle me. 
I'm not simply a ghost. I'm not just a spirit. I'm spiritual, but I'm not just a spirit. You can touch this body. See, it's flesh and bone. It's a different kind. Are you listening to me? It's raised, but, on, but not raised temporarily. It is raised and dialed up to the eternity of your call. And you, according to the Apostle Paul in Ephesians, were raised together with him in the heavenly places and made to sit down together with him in the heavenly places. So we say, should I stop? No. It's not what we say, but we say this. Well, Dr. Fish, we believe that. We are, all, we are all the spiritual body of Christ. Well, what other body does he have? We're, 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 we're the body of God. We're the body of Christ spiritually. Well, what other body does he have? The Bible told you and me, he sold it a natural body. He raised it a spiritual body, not to make it non-beneficial to you, but to come into your life and say, hey, son, you're not a pack rat. Let the old get off of you and let the new get into your life. I'm going to let my nature flow in your, in your branches. I'm going to let my grapes flow on your tree. I'm going to let my fruit flow in your life. I'm gonna, hey, hey. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so you, I'll keep you strong. I'll take care of you. I'll strengthen you. I'll minister to you with long life and all that. And when you finish your assignment and you're happy and all that, if I have not returned, uh, then you'll launch and come and be with me. And then, but, but one day I have a claim on the physical body and I will raise it. But now if you are alive and remain till I come, then you're going to experience that transformation into the very participation of what you already are in me. Beloved, now are we. Somebody lift your hands and shout. Now are we (laughs) the sons of God. And so... So spirit, soul, and body receives the, the, receives the ministry of the Lord because that's why he became a human. He became a man to help man live the life of man according to the word of God. And so the word became human so that the human can walk in the word and the word can walk in the human it's like it's like right now I'm just like a walking bible these people Uh, th- th- those miracle faith people, that apostolic folk over there, they're like a walking Bible. Don't even ask them how you doing. Like, I'm blessed. For you. Oh, Are you in Galatians? 
Look at Galatians 6. Now we're going to understand this portion of scripture in a very in a, in a, in a very deep way because the Lord prepared us. Let him that is taught in the word, verse 6, communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Now, if you notice, he is, he is, he's teaching here about a transaction, right? And, 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 and the transaction defines two things, right? A communication of all good things that would be things that could be used for the preaching of the gospel and whatever resources calls them good things and the other transaction is taught in the word do you see that so now something is happening and the one that is taught is receiving and then there's a communication happening and then when he goes on to say don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. If you notice there, he's talking about he's talking about people that are not like us. Uh, I want you to shout. I'm a giver. How many of us are tithers? I'm a tither. And, and so, uh, how many of you are generous with your love and your kindness, and you forgive those that that do all against you how many forgive how many forgive people that you know that it's hard to forgive how many how many needed grace from God to forgive some people how many just wanted to punish some people with just a little bit of not for, non-forgiveness but God didn't let you well that right because we don't we don't forgive only those that qualify for forgiveness we we forgive the and, and so this is a form of generosity, edification, exhortation, comfort. Freely we have what? Received, see? So we freely do what? Give, because to whom much is, much is required. And so it's not a chore, it's a ministry out of our fullness. So when he says now... Um, be not deceived, God is not mocked, whatsoever men soweth, that shall he also reap. He that soweth to his flesh, shall of the flesh reap corruption. He that soweth to the Spirit, shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Let's stop here and look at what he's talking about. <clears throat> he said, he directs us to participate with our time, with our life, with, with our good things, uh, w- with our tithe, many churches in the in the world today, different groups, um, uh, of course, uh, have different views on 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 tithing. But the body of Christ has always believed that tithing and sowing was never a legalistic task. It was a spiritual transaction. Okay, now, today, I'm, I'm not teaching on this at all, out of context with FCF, because this is something that we should meditate on it. He's talking about a person that does not do that. Yeah. 
When he says, he that soweth to the flesh. He's talking about the person that was taught in the word. And made a physical, rational, natural choice. Not to value, not to analyze, not to meditate on what they're taught in. To the point of receiving that nature. Because the word is generosity given. And so he's talking about a person that holds it back. I've, I've had people, we've been here a while, and I've been all over the world. You know, pastors sometimes, in, it, it's far back as this is my 37th year of, of ministry. This is what I do. I don't practice. This is what I do. And many times when I'll go to churches, the pastors will say, well, doctor, will you receive our tithe and offerings this morning? I say, I'll be more than glad to. Can I tell you a story? Because yes. I want to help you. What does it mean, he that sows to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption? It makes no sense at all. He that sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap life everlasting. Does that mean that if I pay my tithe... I'm going to get saved and live eternally? Well, none of us would dare say that because we're born again. How many have never thought about that? Just wave at me. Are you going to learn it tonight? And I I was actually in uh, one of the, the... The... Five state area, I I can't remember, we lived in California, I was invited by a particular full gospel group, represented 500 uh, churches that had come out of a particular um, denomination into the spirit-filled experience. And the apostle of that denomination had heard about my ministry, and I'd been going to places, they're independent churches, but they're a, a, a movement and so I would only go to the to the ones that could at the time um, house our ministry. So the the leaders of that movement, and I didn't know who they were, who they were connected to. I would just bless them and minister. We'd have miracles and so on. And one day, I got a call, and and, and they said we have our annual um, missions uh, convention, and we will have all of our pastors, senior pastors. We will have 500 pastors. We're on a retreat. We'll be there three days. And we're going to be in, in fellowship. We're going to be discussing world missions. We're going to be talking about what God has in store for our movement. And we want you to be the keynote speaker for the entire time. Uh, would you come? And I said, yeah. Uh, can Dr. Robin and I come? We both minister. And we were invited. So I'm there and God is moving and blessing the people. I mean... Pastors are just getting blessed, you know, you can't get any better, you're going to heaven next, you know, it's kind of like that. Can you believe that on the last day of the conference, the last day, the last service, they take me to the side and say, uh, Doc, you know, this entire conference, this is how much finances came in and we are, you know, they just told me... It, it's going to really take a miracle for us to even make our budget. Would you receive an offering? Well, I have the gift of faith on me, but 
also can't understand how the leaders of God can get together. Yes. Are you listening to me? Yes. And, 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 and the planet can't, can't get funded. And, and uh, so I got up and uh, just like that, God used me. Real, real quick like. He did. I told him, you know what I said? And, and as soon as I started, I said, we're going we're gonna to receive an offering. And God is going to do a miracle. And um, I taught a little bit. When I went to, sit, to direct them, before I went to direct them what to do, um, the, uh, <clears throat> they started passing these things. I don't know if they st- you still make them, but they actually look suspicious. And look like if you, and they are because if you put your hand in it, they might clamp your hand. It's kind of designed to arrest thieves. Is it's like, you know, the thing that's got like a little bag under there and a couple of sticks on top, and, and it's got you can't ask for church, change in that church. You put your, the only change you're going to happen is change from your hand to the, uh, amen. How many have seen those things? Now, I'm not making fun, but you know, that's what we were receiving the offerings in. And they weren't for me. They were for the movement. And, it, and that's what they were doing. Well, visually, that, that can do something. If, 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 if we just get, oh, I'm going to pray, you know. Listen, I've been there. I've been there. I'm telling you right now. Almost 40 years ago. I'd go with senior, with, with senior pastors. Just about two of them would make it. Early morning prayer. My God, it was the deadest thing. Get over there. Kneel down. Oh, God. And I'm just acting like the people around me because there's nothing there. It's like, whoo. I should have had another coffee. My God. Lord, I know you're not awake this early in the morning. But uh, please make an exception today. And, 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 and I'm telling you the truth. And I look over it. When you see senior pastors nodding out, you're like, my God, I'm, I'm bad. I'm left people alone. Could you? And it's one hour prayer. Have you ever tried to pray an hour without an anointing and you just prayed everything that you knew? You prayed from China to, 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 to South Africa. When you're done, it was like you looked up and five minutes have passed. You're like, good God, there's 55 minutes left. Pastor's asleep. He's just the list is over. It's, it's and so, but it's never like that anymore, and, and it's never like that in your life because when you make an appointment to pray with, with the Lord, He meets you there, and you meet Him there, and when He moves you, you're moved, and and when He doesn't, you move the Spirit, and before you know it, the Spirit moves you. You know what I mean? You stir the gift of God. Well, when they started passing those things around, I said, "No, wait, we're going to do something different." 
This is what I said. I said we're going to do. I had no idea if we could do it or not. Because it was a convention center. I said, bring me something big. I need, I need, I need a big, I need something big like a, like a basket, a huge bucket, like a, bring me a, uh, what do you call those things? Yeah. And, you, and, and, and they said, I, I said, bring me a, 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 a garbage disposal. Bring me something huge. Something big, clean it up and bring it. It has to sit up here and represent the planet. We have 500 leaders from all over America. And we're going to declare on this last day of this missions trip that we are more than capable of believing our God to take care of what is necessary to save the good news around the world. And they found something and God moved and, and, and of course... You know, every every pastor get, gave from their church and gave from... And anyway, we, we took care of... They told me, Doc, the Lord took care of the budget of this year and paid for our next year's convention today. Now, that's the will of God. And and that's not only the will of God for for uh, for provision for the work, because I know that the people got miracles and breakthroughs also. So when he says here, he that sows to the flesh, he's talking about a person that withholds. And I've had them tell me before. And, and, and I've had them tell me, some of our own people. I, I don't force people to change the way they think. I just hope they get a clue sooner or later. <clears throat> Out there, listening to me. Not behind the camera, way behind the camera. <laughs> I, uh, they talk, and they say, when what we do is when we get paid, we pay our bills. And then if we have anything left over, we pay our tithe. And if, and if there's nothing left over, then God understands. And, and so that was their theology. Of course, most people that think like that, you know, they have a short duration. Why? Not because God wants your money or mine. We don't have enough. You know, God's always building something so big. You know, But the Lord doesn't want the child of God to have the condition of their natural dictate the decision of their spirit. Do you see what I mean? So if he sows to the flesh or to the body, what he's doing is he's considering the body, the natural the limits, vision, sight, uh, perception, natural understanding as the final report and settling for that and sowing into the, the only part of the human being that can corrupt is the body. Read that verse. If he sows, whosoever sows to the what? Shall of the flesh 
Whosoever sows shall of the Spirit reap. Well, isn't the subject matter taught in the word communicate? Well, is it saying that if I communicate with a good heart that it's going to save me? Absolutely not. It's not saying that I will reap life everlasting through my tithe and my offerings, is it? He's saying when, when a human being allows their life to be simply natural and then they live their decisions according to what they think the natural is, then instead of seeing energization and reaping life in this life, energization in this life, breakthrough in this life, are you listening? They see the opposite because they're allowing the old to bask over the new. So, God said, you sow into the spirit and from the spirit you reap life everlasting. Now, is part of that life physically available for you regeneration, energization, and spiritual strength before God? Yes, it is. Somebody said, Dr. Fush, you mean if I obey God uh, and, and love him and praise him and worship him and do all that, that it's going to affect me physically? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just as Cain was just angry and meditating on doing something wrong, and God said it's already affected your face. Are you listening to me? Just the opposite happens when you make up your mind to do what's right. When you start making up your mind, you say, Lord, I don't even know what it is. I don't even know if, if I have it. I don't even know if I, um, you know, if I know what it is. But, but all I know is that I'm an obedient child of yours and you are the giver of good and perfect gifts and I thank you that you have filled me with the ability of understanding how to sow into spiritual things I'm here in first century faith to learn how to live a spiritual supernatural life I thank you for giving me freely all things to enjoy and then the, the joy of the Lord explodes on the inside of us and uh, endurance hits your life. Does that make sense? Yes. So endurance hits your life. Because that's how Jesus endured the cross. <laughs> Father, let there be an anointing today in this place and upon me during this time when we switch or yield over to the administrations of the Holy Ghost that this anointing will far exceed anything we've known beyond our ability to contain or understand into realms that reach the depths of our depths minister to us this affirmation into every part of the core and the nature of our being We thank you for the destiny. We thank you for the purpose. We thank you for the call. We thank you for the ministry. 
We thank you for the ability. We give you honor and praise and glory. We magnify you. We adore you. We extol you. We lift up the mention of your name. You are. You are the covenant keeper. You are the promise keeper. You are the seed multiplier. You cause your rain and your sun to shine. You have blessed your people and redeemed your saints. We honor you and magnify you. And tonight, when we lay hands on your people today, we affirm that we are healed. We affirm that we're delivered. We thank you for an immediacy also, a participation with every good thing that you have made available to us. Hallelujah. 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 Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com and we'll see you next week.